Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local here on The Rock right now. I have a singer-songwriter. Uh... She she produces uh, shows called Girls Who Indie. She's a musician here in the Northwest, based in Queen Anne area. She practices up in Linwood. I'm giving you all the information that we're going to go deep into. It's Hannah Duckworth here on Loud and Local. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, so when you play live, do you have a band that surrounds you, or is it just you you by yourself? I do have a band. You have a band. So I who do. who? Why don't we introduce who, who you play with? Is yeah, there so is I'm it consistent? Here- I'm here by myself today, but my band consists of my guitar player named Dylan Vincent, okay. my bassist named Legend Fam, and my drummer named Gavin Olson. Awesome. How did you meet all those people? So Dylan is my long-term partner, actually. Cool. Um, we started like multiple businesses and projects together, wow. including uh, now venturing into music. Um, I met Legend through an open mic, actually, yeah. which is how I started in the music scene to begin with. What a name, Legend. That's I know. Awesome. He's the man, the myth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so Gavin, the drummer... Um, actually met him through Facebook. So okay. I just, you know, posted that I needed a drummer and he he was the the one that I chose from all the comments. Nice. Right on. Okay. So l- let's get a little um backstory as far as when you started, uh, you know, playing as Hannah Duckworth, which is I'm assuming is your real name. That is my okay. real name. Yeah, and Not actually just a moniker. I I had tried I had wanted to try some stage names and I thought about it and I had just said last night, like, I'm so glad that I didn't. I really yeah. enjoy just like being Hannah Duckworth. Um, because what was funny is I, I tried out a few stage names and people, you know, I would introduce myself afterwards as like, but I'm Hannah yeah. Duckworth. My Instagram is Hannah Duckworth, whatnot. And people would just remember that. So what, I guess what my, were the stage names you tried? Um, <laughs> Hannah. Oh, well, okay. Uh, because my middle name is Noel. And I thought, oh, well was like a sure. cool kind of brand. And it yeah. just, it felt so awkward saying it. I hated it. I was like, I just want to say Hannah Duckworth. And then yeah. people would remember Duckworth because I yeah. guess it's a memorable last name. So I made the quick decision. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Use my name. There you go. Here I come. Hannah and the Duckworths? Oh, God, no. no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of like a like a seventh grade joke that I would always get or something. Oh, sorry to bring back <laughs> no, the, no. The, the trauma. Uh, so uh, let's get the kind of the origin story. When did you fall in love with music? 
when did you start playing music? And, and oh my gosh, I fell in love with music from before I could talk. Um, yeah, before I could speak, I was like humming the theme song to Jeopardy. Wow. Were your parents playing music in the house? No. No, really? actually, okay. um, I did not grow up in a musical family. Um, my dad had some guitars laying around, cool. and by guitar, I mean like a really weird twelve-string guitar, yeah. and you know, an acoustic that were kind of never touched. Um, but I always had an interest in music, and I loved singing from a young age, like super, super young, super into music. And I was actually raised on country music. Wow. Um, was really into country music. Should I be interviewing you over in the Wolf Studio? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At like three years old, I was singing every Patsy Cline song. Wow. Didn't know anything okay, else, but I was country. like in love with Patsy Cline. That's amazing. George Strait. And then yeah. eventually one of my greatest memories is um, I was seven and my mom surprised me with tickets to the Dixie Chicks. That's cool. At the big uh, like football stadium in Tampa. I grew up in okay, Tampa. Okay, so you're from Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, um, oh, man, I loved I loved the Dixie Chicks so wow. much. I loved, yeah. like, Leanne Rimes, Trisha Yearwood. I believe they're called Brooks. the Chicks now, right? Just yeah. the Chicks. Yeah, just yeah. the Chicks. Yeah. So. so I had this affinity for country western music. As mm-hmm. a kid, I told people that I was going to specifically be a country western singer. Yeah. Um, I wanted everybody to know that I was going to be a country western Did you have cowboy star. boots? Did you have oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cowboy and, and, you know, for Halloween for like three years straight, I was some variation of, you know, ballerina country western yeah. star, um, doctor country western star. Like, you ever do any was... Dolly Parton covers? No. Okay. okay. I, I haven't, but good question. Yeah. Embarrassing answer. Um, uh, continue on, continue on. I'm sorry to buddy. So, so basically, yes, I had, I had this love of music forever. You know, I started piano lessons and choir in elementary mm-hmm. school at the music teachers and, and, um, but I never, I, I and then I, when I was, I want to say 13, I started to teach myself how to play guitar. Wow. I love Taylor Swift. Um, the first chords that I learned were like D, A, E minor, G. And I just played those over and over until I could match her fearless acoustic leak that had come onto LimeWire yeah. or something. And um, that was my journey into playing guitar. And in those younger teenage years, I was really into musical theater and um, drama kid. Yeah, yeah, and and dance. And then I hit high school, and I totally did like a one eighty and went way into sports. Yeah. Um, even though in high school I was a terrible athlete, because yeah. um, I didn't care. I like really liked having fun in sports, um, like you know, screwing around in track practice and sure. cross country. It was. Yeah too fun um and so I kind of like let music go to the wayside um eventually college time came around I had this dream to go to Nashville um and I I decided you know I'm going to go to Nashville I'm going to study music I'm going to study music business I'm going to I'm going to work at a record label yeah that's what I'm going to do so I went to a school for a little bit in Nashville called Belmont University okay and I got there. I was really excited, and I hated it. Really, I hated it so much. Um, I was so overwhelmed. I hadn't grown up in a musical family. I hadn't grown up in a musical community. Yeah. Um, and all of these kids were so experienced, sure. and I was like, you know, in over your head. Yeah, and and I was like just so overwhelmed. Um, 
And I really didn't like the whole attitude, the vibe of like what I felt presented itself to me as like the quote unquote music scene. The industry. Um, yeah, the industry. And, and all that we were told at this dumb school was that like we were never going to get jobs in record labels because by the time we graduate there wouldn't be jobs and like good sure. luck and I was like well then why, yeah, so am, why I am I here, am I here? and it was I, yeah I was just like cool. god this is not for me so I um, bleak. yeah it was it was bleak um, and I I was not a shameless person as a teenager like I could not go and like throw myself in people's faces and be yeah. like, look at what a musician I am and let me sing for you. Like it just, it was so not my personality at the time. I was like, I'm out. And so I went across the street and got into Vanderbilt and continued um, the rest of like three and a half years wow. there or three years there. Did you like it there? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I had a lot of fun there. I mean, I wasn't studying anything music or music business related. Um, I was doing, you know, like business. I was on actually the crew team there. Okay. Um, so I did again, like a bunch of, a bunch of stuff and, and it was, it was good. And eventually just kind of focused on having a career and, you know, making money and all the stuff that's yeah. important in life. And I always had this desire to still, pursue or pay attention to like my musical talents mm -hmm. and throughout the years like you know people will say oh when did you start writing songs when did you start writing music and I think for a long time I thought that I always had like I always you know was writing lyrics mm -hmm. um, poems I was always just like writing stuff in notebooks or in my phone but I was rarely taking those things and putting them to a guitar or putting yeah. them to a piano. And now that I actually write songs constantly mm -hmm. and record and um, write parts and arrangements and, you know, the whole nine yards, I'm like, I actually just started being a songwriter, but yeah. it's like, I was like practicing that craft kind of for years, but like very in secret. I wasn't sure. very like outward about it at all. It was just kind of like, um, something I did without ever talking about it actually. Yeah. And so I reached a point not, not even a year ago, actually. Um, it was in the summertime, June, July of this past year. So 2022, mm -hmm. I was like, I gotta do something about this. Yeah. I like, I like playing music. And so in that time I had been, um, I think, you know, one day uh, my my boyfriend Dylan was somewhere and I was home alone and I, I had written this song. So I guess I started during the pandemic, I started writing songs to my guitar more. Yeah. And just again, like not sharing them with anybody, um, not thinking much about it. But the more I started to write, the more I started to like them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I like these songs. They're pretty good if I do say so myself. Yeah. So one day I was like home alone and I was messing around and I opened Logic and I recorded this demo of this song and uh, just, you know, put some like distortion on my guitar, put some weird distortion on my vocals. Um, and later that day we were in the car going somewhere and I just, I had bounced it to my phone. And I just started playing it yeah. through the, through the speakers in the car. And uh, 
he was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, I don't know. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I was just like, hmm. And he was like, is this you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, I do like this. So then he was like, all right, like, let's go home and, you know, try to do something with it. Yeah. And um, that was like our first experience, like trying to kind of sit down and make sense of a song and logic. And that's awesome. And it was it was fun, but it sucked. Like the song sounded so bad. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Um but again, we had like no skills sure. in using logic and whatever. But I kind of started to write more songs on my acoustic guitar that were, you know, that I thought were good. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta go do something about it. Um I guess I'm just going to like try to be a musician now. Like I just like woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to go to an open mic. I've never performed in front of people yeah. before. Um, I've never, yeah, I've just, I've never done this. I'm going to, I got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I went to an open mic at uh, the dock in Fremont Yeah, and it was freezing <laughs> and like it was just, and it's, so it's outside and this was wow. um, in, it was in like late June, early July and it was freezing cold out wow. at night. And, uh, you know, I was like all nervous and, and um, I, you know, it finally comes my turn and I've never played with like a monitor before or yeah. I didn't realize little nuances about singing into a microphone sure. and not looking at your guitar. So it was like a whole learning experience for yeah. me, but it went okay. I felt good about it. Um at this open mic, I happened to meet one of my good friends now in the music scene, another awesome local female artist named Liv Victorino. And yeah. she, yeah, Liv, she's awesome. She was like, hey, I love your songs. And I was like, really? <laughs> oh my God, why? Yeah. Um, and she was like, I'm playing a house show tomorrow. And, you know, here's the address, like, come by. And I was like, that sounds so fun. Um, so I, I actually ended up going to that house show and I had been to like maybe two house shows in Nashville in college and you, you think I would have been to more. Um, but this house show was like so off the wall in the yeah. U district. It was cool. great. And it kind of opened my eyes. You know, I had this experience with this open mic and then the very next day I went to this like wild house show with all these kids. Um, Plugged you right in. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And I was like, wow, there's probably so much in this city that I don't know about. Mm -hmm. And I've been in Seattle now. This is going on my seventh year here. You got to peel back the onion a little bit. Right. And I was like, this is fun. And this is like one instance of something that's probably happening a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, I just want to know more about this. And so I started going to open mics regularly and just performing by myself and um and that was like a few a few weeks i just kind of like one day i was like i'm not gonna stop doing this and i just started going to like every open mic available and uh and then i went to the connor burn open mic which like in the open mic musician scene is the place to go and like the the place to promote yourself and meet people yeah and um I I just kind of started hitting it hard there and uh I booked my first show at I think the end of October of this past year so October 2022 
at Connor Byrne as part of their showcase that nice. highlights people from the open mic. Yeah. And um, so by that point, I had been I had been writing all my own songs just on acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, my guitar player, and yeah. he has a lot more experience in bands. Like growing up as a teenager, sure. he grew up in Ohio in like the midst of like every Midwest emo musician sure. ever. Um, so I have a ton of friends that grew up in bands and, and I just, I'm like so far the opposite of that. Sure. Um, so he, he was like kind of interested and I was like, you know, play guitar with me. Yeah. And he was like, no, like you got a lot of stuff to focus on. And then I booked a show and he was like, well, I can't let you have all the fun. Like yeah. I got to get in Let's on this. Go. Yeah, so we actually created, like, I guess, like, backstory, too. I write and am heavily, heavily influenced by pop-punk music. Mm -hmm. So um, I love full band. Like, acoustic singer-songwriter is totally um, not me. It's a, it's a means of songwriting. Yeah. But I've never set out with the intention to be... Um, an acoustic singer songwriter. So I was like writing full band songs in my head and we created backing tracks cool. um, for our show. So we did drums and, you know, bass and guitar parts and synth and all that. And then we played our first show with our guitars and then these full band backing tracks yeah. and then built in the pieces of the band, um, played like another, another show of tracks. And then we got a drummer, then we got a bassist. Awesome. And now we've played a few, full band shows um Sweet. but yeah so it's been like a really uh kind of quick um a quick journey it's yeah. very new very That's new great. for me um but it's very it's been very fun and i could not be happier that i just kind of decided to start doing this it opened up a new world to you exactly yeah well, let's go into one of your songs. Uh, we're going to go into a song that we've featured here on Loud and Local. It's called Arsonist. This is one of the first songs you wrote, is it? Kind of, yeah. I would say it's one of my Gen 1 songs in the past couple years. We're cool. like uh, categorizing my songs now, Gen 1 versus Gen 2. Gen, okay. Yeah, nice. basically the difference is now um, I will write a lot more heavily with Dylan where we're starting like guitar heavy or sure. guitar driven. Um but we go back and forth between the two. But yeah, Arsonist was written just by myself, acoustic guitar. All right. Well, let's go into it. It's loud and local here on KISW. You're listening to Hannah Duckworth. Here's her song Arsonist on The Rock. Thank you. 
from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was Arsonist by Hannah Duckworth here on KISW Loud and Local, and I'm sitting with her. Uh, you know, we're, we're chatting a little bit about, you know, what got her started in, in, in the Seattle music scene. So you mentioned that you've been here for about seven years, but mm-hmm. you came from Tampa, Florida. I did. What brought you to Seattle? Um, what did bring me to Seattle? I think what brought me to Seattle most was that San Francisco sucked so bad. Mm. Um, no. It's expensive. Yeah. It's, yeah, I... I had, so I lived in Nashville before this, yep. and then I had this like dream of packing everything into my car that I owned that I could fit and driving to the West Coast sure. and just like creating a brand new life in San Francisco. Yeah. And um, so my lease came up in Nashville, and I put my mattress in a storage unit, a bunch of my stuff in a storage unit, and then packed. I had a Mustang, mm-hmm. which I recently sold. Um, it's a total um, person from Florida car to have, okay. so I recognize yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I had me and my Mustang, and uh, I put everything that I could fit into this tiny vehicle. Um, actually, it's a massive vehicle with like no space, no yeah. trunk space, no backseat. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, put everything I could in there and made my journey across to the great west. And yeah. uh, I had a like a like a plan a planned expedition thing to climb mount rainier nice and um yeah because i had actually flown out here in my senior year of college for a job interview and as i was flying out i saw mount rainier from the plane and i was like i have to be on top of that like what is that thing that's crazy and so i found out you actually could go to the top of it and um I planned that. So I, I had made my way out here for that. I did that. I thought it was awesome. Um, I stuck around for a few weeks. Uh, at the time, I had, like, no job. I was, again, like, yeah. going to go on this imaginary. Freewheeling. Yeah, I was going to do whatever, wherever the wind took me, whatever. And um, I, so I stayed, what did I do? I climbed out Rainier. I stayed out in Seattle. Um, I made friends in Olympia that I stayed with for a little bit and then made my way through Oregon, um, I got snowed in and bend for a couple of okay. weeks. Um, 
made my way to California. I got to San Francisco. I stayed there for about three weeks yep. and I, I hated it. And it was so heartbreaking because I was That was so your idyllic ready. place. It was, right? yeah. yeah. I was so ready to be there and thought it was so cool. And I, it just wasn't the place for me. I did, you know, some LA, San Diego. Um, and literally nine months goes by and I'm like, oh my God, I need a job. Yeah. Like, holy crap, I need to do something. Yeah. And I was like, I really liked Seattle. Um, you know, I guess I will do that. And I, I had then got a job in Seattle and I uh, did the road trip back from San Diego to Seattle in one go. And it took me 25 hours. Wow. <laughs> and I did it without stopping. And then I was like, I'm here. I'm ready to Let's set go. up shop. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't think that I would be here this long. I don't know why. It's just, you know, you don't plan on some, when you're young, you don't plan on being yeah. somewhere a long time. And uh, I've, I've loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've kind of made your way into the music scene. Uh, we should mention um, there's a show that's going to be coming up August 24th. It's called Girls Who Indie 2. It's the second of Girls Who Indie. Tell me a little bit about Girls Who Indie and, and what, what the idea behind this was yeah. and uh, how the first first night went. Right. So right when I got into the music scene, and I'm talking right when I got into it. So I told the story about, um, you know, I met Liv Victorino the very first open mic I ever went yeah. to. I was like... She's so kick-ass. I want to perform with her, you know, someday. Yeah. And I met a few other girls within, you know, that month of starting that mm -hmm. I really admired and became friends with. And um, I was like, I want to do a show that highlights female artists in, yeah. in the Seattle music scene. And, um, you know, it like I feel like there's not a lot of shows that are doing that mm -hmm. actually right now. And, um, you know, I really wanted to make like a big thing about it. Like, uh, not just like a show and the lineup happens to be these girls. Yeah. I wanted to make it like, it's purposeful it's the girls showcase. who yeah. indie. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like highlighting the up and coming talent. Yeah. And so I reached out to Barboza with this idea. And at the time I had no music out. Yeah. I had like played, no shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, you know, I guess like I've worked a lot and I've under, you know, I understand how to kind of market or promote yourself or things. And they liked the pitch of girls who indie and they were like, all right, we're in. And I was like, Oh my God, I was not expecting Whoa. that. And then I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh no. Now um, I have to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, how are we going to like, fill this room and and the cool thing is too barbosa was one of the first venues that i ever went to in seattle and i fell in love with it like yeah. it's my favorite venue totally. i love barbosa i don't even know why it's like it's for those who don't know an awesome underground it's underneath venue. the numos yeah it's underneath mm -hmm. numos, yeah. underneath numos it's like long skinny venue smaller stage but like the the vibes there are just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice bar, nice people. Every show I've seen there, I just, I love. Um, so I had always had, I mean, years ago, I had been at a show at Barboza and I had thought to myself, oh, wow, this would be real sweet to play in one day. Um, like if I ever was a musician, I'd want to play here. And so I couldn't believe that, you know, I had no music out and playing no shows at Barboza. I was like, sure, you're going to play here now. And I what? was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, so we we 
you know, put on this show and and we it was super successful and just one of the most fun things ever. Who else played? Um, it was me, Liv Victorino, Juliet, and Natalie Haynes. And awesome. it was really cool because we all play very different styles of music. Sure. And so it was like this sweet variety show. We all had short sets, so it was like in and out. Yeah. Um, it went by like quickly but not in a bad way it was yeah. like you know there's no time to get bored it was high energy yeah. uh the crowd was insane like it was such a good experience good vibe and so yeah and so numos so i was interested in doing another um like a bigger girls who indie show mm-hmm. and numo said bring it on so now we're looking at yeah august 24th girls who indie volume two that's amazing we're going to be highlighting some really awesome female acts again it's going to be really really fun that's awesome. That's something to look forward to at the end of this. Um, that's great. So, uh, you know, if someone, if, if someone, you know, maybe they're going on vacation or they can't make it to the show or something, what's a way that they can check out your music and support you without maybe going out to the show? Yeah. So right now I have a few songs on Spotify, mm-hmm. um, but I will be coming out with an EP that I'm really excited about. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm an EP with, uh, this is crazy. I honestly can't believe I'm saying this. Like one of like my personal idols, um, Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath. Wow. And the Almost. Wow. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's like, it's wild. Uh, Aaron is one of my favorite. Well, he is my favorite drummer, actually. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. He's like totally my favorite drummer. Um, is he, how did this work out? How did you just reach out to him or? Yeah. So I, yeah, I had a, I had made a joke like a, for a long time and recently. Like it was like a kind of like a joke that if I ever had a band, my dream drummer that I would want to me behind me is Aaron Gillespie. Yeah. Um, and we were what what were we doing? We were like sometime a few. This was like in January, I think. Um, I was working on a demo of a song with Dylan, and we were like who do we want to drum on this demo? We were like thinking, you know, do we want to go find someone online? Um, We have a couple of friends and people that we know who drum or have drum recordings. And uh, I was like, jokingly, I was like, man, I really want Aaron Gillespie to drum on this, uh, this demo. And we were like, ha ha. And, uh, and I was like, you know, one day it'll happen. And uh, so we were kind of getting this demo already. We have a friend who programs like really good MIDI drums for yeah. us, but unfortunately he doesn't have a drum kit. And so sure. we were like, all right, we need to find somebody to round out this demo because mm-hmm. at the time we were just going to self-record. Um, we were basically going to self-record our EP and then like look for someone to, to give us sure. drum tracks we could continue recording to. Yeah. And he was kind of like, you know, you need to find someone, you need to find someone. And I was like, I'm going to message Aaron Gillespie as a joke. <laughs> and uh, I, so I follow him on Instagram and he posted like a picture of a drum set or something. And I responded to the story and I was like, can you, can you drum on my song? <laughs> and he like responded and was like, uh, sure. And I was like, do you actually do commission drum recordings because so like i had him he was like yeah, yeah sure and i was like oh okay um do uh, you do um commission <laughs> drum like with recordings Barbosa, you're like oh i wasn't yeah, expecting I was like, you oh actually oh god what <laughs> and uh and uh 
he was like, well, yeah, I do it from time to time. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. does that, is, is so do you or not? And um, so we had like a couple exchanges and I sent him the demo of my song and he was like, oh, that's good. We can make that really big. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And, uh, and he, he's like, but like, I'm also down to produce it too and not do just drums. And I was like, what? Oh, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> and this was like on Instagram and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, what? And, uh, it's so funny. Cause I, I like, I feel like I've acted like super normal to him. I'm like, hi, yeah, here's the songs. Yeah. Um, but no, in reality I was like freaking out. Yeah. And, uh, so then he's like, yeah, call me. And we both have, the same area codes because he also grew up outside of Tampa. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Under Oath is like was super popular in high school because yeah. they were from the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. They're from Clearwater specifically or yeah. like that area. And um, that's right where I grew up. And so it, you he know, a hometown hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, I end up calling him and which again to me was wild. Um, and so we talked for a little bit and I was like, you know, this is what, I'm trying to do this is the kind of music that I am trying to make and yeah. um he was like he was like I you know I sometimes like I try to find new artists that I want to work with that I like you know they have something that I like and he's like I'm down let's do it and I was like uh sick yeah. <laughs> okay let's do it um I'm glad I responded yeah so I yeah I'm working on an EP. Um, it's going to be called Anywhere But Here, and um, sweet. So yeah. does that mean you're flying to Florida to do it, or are you guys working remote? Or? No. So he lives in Nashville now. Okay. And we're doing a lot of it remote. So it's like an interesting process. I'll demo it out, and then um, we'll share like stems yeah. back and forth, and then he'll do like you know a first pass, like saying like let's bring this acoustic song full band. Yeah. Um, then, you know, we'll talk about it and say, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Again, all with like scratch vocals and scratch recordings. Sure. And then we'll kind of like get the general vibe arrangement um, instruments needed for the song and then move on. And then I'm going to go to Nashville and record all of the vocals. We'll do like wow. the final recordings and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, have it on its way, mix it up, Ooh. get it out. I know. There you go. So excited. Who would have thought when you went to, you know, college for the music industry in Nashville that you'd be going back to Nashville to to record an EP with like your hero, your musical icon, I know. right? That's I know. kind of full circle moment, right? It yeah, I still am like 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 again this is all um happening fast, right? Like it hasn't Very even fast. been a year yeah, since yeah. the first time I ever performed in front of people, That's like awesome. not even nearly a year. And so it's like it's yeah, it's been obviously so it took wild. To you, you took to it very well. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, okay, right on. Well, we're we're gonna get into another song here, and uh, but my last question for you, Hannah. Uh, again, I do mention that uh, August twenty fourth, Girls Who Indie two at uh, Barboza. Keep uh, keep your at, at Numos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Numos. not a, it's not a Barboza this time. It's at Numos. Correct. It's at Numos. Oh, wow. So we're going okay. like. Big girl status. You're going upstairs. Yeah, nice. we're we're uh, we're gonna up. throw down. Nice. It's gonna be a wild party. That's awesome. We'll uh, stay tuned for the full lineup and whatnot once that gets uh, 
actually out there, uh, then I will definitely be promoting here on Loud and Local, and maybe we'll have you back on to promote. Uh, but uh, my first, my last question: What's your favorite Northwest artist or band of all time? This sounds so cliche, and I debated not saying this, but I am a huge Nirvana fan. Speak your truth. It, it is so true, and yeah. it's like uh, <laughs> my favorite story is um in sixth grade we had to do a like a a pro a, just a research project it could be on anything because mm -hmm. we're like dumb little sixth graders i don't know how to research sure. stuff right so it's like our first intro into like research and you have to come with the full paper written and then the the trifold science board yep. with your um your pictures and you know your sources and your cited this on you know on each side and i did my research project on kurt cobain and um his suicide wow. i don't know why and i i was like so excited to go to my sixth grade class and present on the life and death of kurt cobain and uh and so you know this i'm telling the story because it's like yeah, I'm a true fan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up on a, I don't know, like 97X radio station in Tampa that sure. blasted uh, Nirvana constantly. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I had my mom like help me make this uh, That's massive funny. like board with, uh, we cut out strats from like poster board yeah. and like glued them on there wow. and like made like an X like above his face with wow. cut out paper of stratocasters and uh or you know whatever like would you, your teacher was like wow this is dark i you know what i actually no my teacher was also a fan okay it was like a younger guy cool. and he was like wow cool nice. <laughs> and i was like i'm the coolest there sixth grader go. i'm exactly. gonna go dye my hair nice <laughs> like, you're grunge bringing yeah. it back have you visited his old house no, I haven't. Yeah, it's over um, over on Capitol Hill area. You, I've like there's been, a bench next to it. Yeah, I've been to it. Can you? I haven't gone in it though. Can you actually go? No, right? no, no. Oh, I mean, okay, by, like okay. outside yes, with the yeah, bench. Yeah, I've and like everything. driven by. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's go into the song. It's Stay Quiet uh, by Hannah Duckworth. Again, Girls Who Indie at Numos, not Barboza, August 24th. Uh, stay tuned for, for that and uh, add her on social media. Maybe you could get in her DMs and make a recording with her. Yeah. As she is done with Aaron Gillespie. So, congratulations. Thanks for coming up. Thanks. Let's go.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 